This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. The National Song for Police Officers. <laughs> all because of cops, all because of a show that <laughs> that, that that gave us a name for uh, under tank tops that we can't say anymore. <laughs> hour one in the books. We move on to hour two, and uh, and we get a chance uh, to to chat as we have since uh, since making the. The, the rebirth of the show with Courtney and a, a monthly conversation. Actually, we did it a little bit before that as well. Uh, as we had the chief along with the sheriff chat with us a couple times together. We, uh, we, we split them up a little bit for the new year, gave us even more time to talk to a couple great guests. And, uh, I, I guess for the last time, you know, I, I got, I got to keep pointing these out. It's unfortunate, but, uh, we get a chance to chat with, uh, the chief of police at Decatur, Jim Getz. Jim, uh, I, 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 I purposely saved this from the rollout since Dakota, your son was a big part of it. Uh, yep. today the 2009 Meridian basketball team, uh, got announced they're being, they're being put in as a team to the Illinois basketball coaches hall of fame. I assume that's something you already knew. I just found out this morning and, yep. uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool and, and neat though. Some of those kids will never forget. Absolutely. And, and, and I think typically, I don't, who knows what it's going to look like in 2021, you know, I don't know when the banquet is and all that, but they'll get to all come back together one more time and. That was the only state champion basketball team I've covered. Uh, I, I've been to state with teams, but, but, uh, right. of course, Dakota and Trent Swigert and, uh, Jacob Shastine and Casey Dodson and Kyle Four and, uh, uh, Logan. What's Logan's last name? Washburn. Washburn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Came on. So there's some good, good teams, uh, uh, over the years through this area. So. Um, I, it's hard to believe it. that's the only one you covered, but, uh, I know you just near missed a few as well. Yeah. We had, we had many get close. A&M, Warrensburg yeah. teams, you know, you, you just never knew. Yeah. So congratulations to Jack Blickenzerfer, their coach. How, how cool is that? Uh, I think he, he's already, he's been a Hall of Famer for, for quite some time, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but now the team, now their, their state championship team is, and they put about four or five teams in and think about there's how many state championship teams there are every year. I mean, obviously there's, uh, there's four of them every year in the classes. So. Uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. So congratulations to them. And, and we start our, uh, our chat with you and, 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 and ask you, of course, we're getting into the winter. This is, as we talked a month ago, the colder it gets, the, uh, the more you got to keep your eyes open for different things happening. People maybe get a little more desperate, but we did just have a pretty warm November. Are, are, are the numbers trending like normal? Yeah. Um, our crime is, is, is about where it's, uh, normally at. Traffic accidents are down uh, not only in November but uh, for the whole year. Wow! Uh, which I mean, they're down significantly. I we're, guess, I guess you know, less places having, to go, right? I think so. I think that's a lot of it. Uh, you know, we're having about seventy to eighty less accidents per month, and that's been uh, really since March. But November was a great month, and and so that was good. Uh, just remember that uh, I always have to remind people of this, and it seems like a no-brainer. But when the snow and ice comes, you know, you got to leave earlier. You can't leave uh, your house at the same time to get to work, and you know, let your, uh, clean off your windows and slow down a little bit because that ice and snow will get you. And, and that first day of snow, believe it or not, even if it's only a little bit, Eric, we get hammered with, uh, with traffic accidents. Yeah. You, you forget the invincibility of tires on ice. Uh, even if it's not yeah. icy. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've had the same problem. It's like, oh, wait, I got to slow down even more. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of forget, you know, uh, you get used to driving a, a certain way and then all of a sudden winter is here and, uh, you know it's coming, but it still uh, catches you off guard a little bit. Well, that's for sure true. Uh, how's everything else uh, been treating you? Uh, pretty good. You know, we had uh, the the uh, the homicides uh, that, that are mm-hmm. always unfortunate, and we had three of those in November. You know, I hate to talk about the negative, but uh, that's the truth of the matter. So we're always asking for the public to help us out on those uh, because uh, one of the one of the uh, ones we did make an arrest on, but there's two that uh, we're still investigating, and and uh, we'll take any and all information and follow up on it. Uh, do you, do you want to touch on where they were or, or like 
you know, for information to people. Uh, so, so you had the the one at the, the uh, uh, on Calhoun Street at the uh, uh, the drive-through liquor store uh, with John Betcher there, and yeah. uh, very unfortunate incident. And then we had uh, the one on the west side of town. And I, sorry, but I can't remember the gentleman's name, and I'm not in front of my desk. That's okay. Uh, but over by the by the hospital that we had earlier in November. So, any information on those two is what you're still looking for. Yep, absolutely. Are, so, are, are but, we still uh, in a world there's of a lot of good things going on? Like say, uh, other other crimes are either where they're normally at or a little bit less, and then the, the driving is is much less, a lot less accidents. So that's always good. Sure, sure. Uh, well, you know, good things going on. Are we doing shop with a cop this year? Or things like that happening? <clears throat> we are doing shop with a cop. That'll be on the the 19th. We're doing it a little different this year. Sure. Um, we can't all get together, so my guys and. And their spouses and are going out and buying all the all the items, and then we'll bring them back to our place and wrap them up, and then we'll have a, a drive up, a drive through. Oh, cool! Uh, where the person the person that's been identified, and we usually uh, get about a hundred kids uh, per year. Um, a lot of those are recommended through DPS 61. Uh, some are recommended through the Boys and Girls Club. Some of them are just uh, you know people call in and say, hey, you know, I know this family that that, that could use some some gifts. You know that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate and not as fortunate as some others. So we usually get to at least a hundred of those kids, and and we do that uh, you know twice a year. So we've we've got those kids identified. But if you know of anybody, uh, call in. We'll we'll see if we can slide them in there. So you you could still take re- recommendations for for needy for for kids that, that need some toys, and you also yeah. will definitely still take donations. Absolutely. How do you yeah. how do you how do you want those? How do you take those? What how do you tell people? If if they would email me, that would probably be the easiest way. If they can't email me, then uh, then give me a call at four two four two seven four five. What's the email? Uh, Jgetz at decaturil.gov. All right. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the the world of of uh, making people wear masks and you know things have changed a little bit. Does this you know does the added duties does that add to you know it adds to things to watch out for for your officers, right? Yeah, it does. It's it's boy, it's unfortunate that it's came to this. Mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic has changed a lot of things for us. We feel, uh, myself included, and my officers, we we feel for these business owners and these, uh, you know, the bars and restaurants. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we or fortunately, however you want to look at it, yeah. when we take that oath, we we say we're going to enforce the laws and the ordinances, and and the city council passed an ordinance, and uh, so we're we're going to enforce that. However, we're writing very few citations. We're getting compliance most of the time. We're just trying to educate and get compliance. And hopefully that will get us all through this. Um, positive thing from the council meeting last night, it looks like there may be some financial help out there for some of these businesses. And so that was always my my biggest heartburn with it is if, if the governor and, and our city council people and our people that make those decisions are going <clears> to <throat> force these businesses to to close down or limit their business, then we need to be able to help them out financially. And so I think uh, there is some of that in the works. And so I, I was glad to hear that. What's uh, what's what's vaccine information mean to you for your officers? Are they frontline enough to, to, to the pandemic? I, I can't. I'm not sure if I've seen you listed. Yeah, that, we would be um, okay. obviously the the nurses and the medical staff and the people in the nursing home first. But yeah, I think we're we're right behind them and and. Uh, you know, I don't know our guy. I don't know if it'll be a mandated thing for for first responders. I can't imagine that it would be. No, but I no. still think I'd have some some officers that would be interested because we have been hit by. It. We've had uh, the last count between twelve or fifteen to fifteen uh, officers uh, or staff that have been been infected with with this thing. So Did, that, um, it, I think it, we would that, have some interest. That's out of how many total? I've got a hundred, about one hundred and sixty. Uh, staff, you know, between the sworn officers and uh, civilian staff. Hey, you guys are in the public, man. Twelve to fifteen out of one sixty—that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm, 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 I was—I'm very shocked, you know. And it took several months before we had our first one. And so, yeah, as much contact as we have on a daily basis with people, we're in the hospitals. Yeah. Uh, from time to time, we're in the nursing homes, and and we handle a lot of calls and we have a lot of contact. So, we're doing something right, or we've been very lucky. But I'm guessing it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, who knows at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah what, yep. what, what it really takes. So, well, I tell you what, it's uh, it, it you're you know, I can't stress enough how uh, how great it is to talk to you and how great of a job you're doing. Is there anything else you want to hit on? 
Eric, I, I just want to thank you for what you've done for the community. You know, I've, I've read that you're, you're moving on. So first off, congratulations. And if there's anything that I can do for you, uh, please reach out to me. But you've, you've done a lot, uh, whether you realize it or not. Uh, you've done a lot for the, the youth uh, in this in this area, and, and I thank you for that. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the kind words. I, you know, in the sports world, you know, with your kids, I just, you know, hope to that they would have a little fun. <laughs> have a little yeah, fun you, and you know talk to yeah. talk, talk to a kid that plays volleyball talk to a kid that that, that, that is a great leaper like cam was uh, uh and, yeah, and treat did. them the same as a football and a basketball player and that was kind of the goal in the sports days yeah you did a lot like I say a lot of these kids uh they don't get that at home uh and so i think uh, when you when you did that and, and uh i think you just brought attention to to just the uh, high school sports uh both male and female in this area and so I think that's that's uh, was very important and, and something that was good for the community. Well, it was uh, definitely fun stuff to do, and unfortunately, everything comes to an end, I guess, at some point. You know, but, uh, that's but right. the good thing that uh, does yeah, it, think... at least we'll, I'll still be out there calling some games here and there, so I'll maybe see oh, you down yeah, the road. <laughs> yeah, extra, for sure. And so I was waiting to get on, and I heard uh, you playing the the uh, Bad Boy song, and I can tell you, about two months after uh, uh, Dakota got his license, he had. His two sisters and brother in the car, and and uh, they pull up in the driveway in the summertime with the windows down, saying, uh, "Blank the police." And I'm like, uh, uh, knowing I was outside working, I was like, "Well, that's a quick way to get your uh, car and your license taken, young man." Yeah, so, I was the, the always full of jokes. We've had the we've had the uh, national police song. We've also got the the national anti police song, thanks to NWA. Yeah, and they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it made, made you, made you more headaches than, uh, than you ever thought, uh, at the time. That's, uh, yeah, from, <laughs> from time to time, for sure. Yeah, that's good. That, this is why you've stayed in such great shape. You had to be able to keep a, a leg up on Dakota. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I don't know how Blick didn't kill him through the, through that, uh, championship year. Uh, Blick was too worried yelling at Swigert. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is very true. He did tell me. He told me like during that year, he's like, "Well, first of all, I'm not gonna yell at Dakota because he'll yell back at me, but I can yell at Swiger because he can take it. So maybe, maybe Dakota couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably would have started crying a little bit. <laughs> I think he would have shoved a bunch of people down. I don't know. If you make him angry, he's gonna foul out. I can, I can kind of see it. Uh, yeah. That was, boy, it feels so long ago, doesn't it? I mean, I guess it was kind of, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to believe it's been been that many years already. What a go! You know, it's, uh, I, we just hired two officers on uh, Monday, and one of them uh, was uh, uh, assistant coach when uh, Cameron was down there playing uh, high school baseball. So that was that's, that was kind of no kind of neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Are, are, how often are you hiring? Man, we're hiring as, 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 as often as we can. We're we're always playing catch up, Eric. This is uh, are the numbers good though? Facing. Uh, the, the numbers are down. Applications are down, mm. and uh, it's just. It's just different. A lot of people do not want to be police officers anymore. Um, the, the hours are, are tough. You know, you work second and third shift for a big part of your career when you start out. Yeah. Um, you're working holidays and, and things like that. And, and let's face it, um, there's a lot of uh, potential publicity that, that maybe that, yeah. that officers uh, don't want to have to deal with or people don't want to have to deal with. And so uh, the numbers are down for whatever they are, but uh, we're, we're doing the best we can to keep up. But I can tell you, and my twenty over twenty one years, uh, we've been fully staffed maybe once or twice my whole career. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And Courtney talks all the time about you know just trying to encourage you know young men of men and women of color to want to be police officers. It's so hard, uh, and that's why we've kind of taken the approach to you know the, the racism issue a little bit differently. You know, like every you know everybody can win here. You know, let, let's, let's get yeah. together. Let's get together a little bit more and, and help protect each other and, and, you know, and love each other in a different way to where it's not, uh, there's not teams. There's not sides to the, to the police and, uh, and the, the police supporters and the non-police supporters. It's not, it's not the police against everybody else. It's, uh, it's, there are some bad apple police officers. And unfortunately that's a term that, that, that just sounds bad, but you're doing your part to weed them out as well. Um, I think. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, there's there's uh, you know two kinds of people. There's there's people that uh, have have issues with things but don't offer solutions. There's people who have issues with things that do offer solutions. Yeah. And some of those people like that uh, would be would be good police officers. So we encourage them to do that. I've always told Courtney he would have been a good police officer, but uh, you know he's he's doing his own thing. But uh, he he would have been good uh, a good cop. I'm not sure there's much that he can't do. 
Uh, no, he, yeah, he's pretty talented, and, he, and he's a smart guy. Don't, don't tell him I said that. Yeah, don't tell him I said that either. But, you know, just considering what he <laughs> overcame in life, and I say that not as yeah. a joke this time. But, you know, I think, uh, yep, yep. I think if the road would have taken him a different way, he could have been uh, uh, very good at, at, at uh, this job. Yeah, but if, for now, he's trying to encourage people to head that direction. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll take that as well. But If uh, somebody is but, interested, uh, I, I think a lot of people – like, like I, I would think at a certain age or at a certain level, it's like, okay, well, I didn't do anything to, to go the if, – if you are in decent shape, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how great a shape. But maybe it's great shape. You know, I don't know what, what you're – I mean, it, you could possibly – this could be for you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there's people late, late in their life that, uh, you know, late 20s, early 30s, that if you still want to be a police officer, you can do that. And so – um, we're, we're taking applications all the time. Go to the, the city of Decar- the city of Decatur, uh, webpage. You can, uh, get an application there, or you can also call our human resources department over at the city of Decatur and get an application. But there's a, there's a, a physical fitness test that you have to pass and a written test. And of course we do a background, but, um, yeah, we take, put your application in. You, you don't have to, you don't even have to have college or military anymore. You have a GED and, and you, you yeah. uh, qualify to apply for us. Yeah, and, and and maybe we just need to find a way to get you guys paid a little bit more, uh, you know, and that'll become more of a of a of a, a job desire. I don't know, whatever yeah. it takes, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Jim, it's uh, you've done uh, from from all accounts that I see, man, you uh, have killed it at this, and I'm honored that you're the chief of uh, of the city that I love. So you you've 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 been great. You've always been easy to to work with. The, a call or a text or a phone call away, and and you're there for anybody. So I uh, just one last time want to tell you how much I appreciate you and, and thanks for what you do and, and I hope you're the next guy whenever you retire sees it that way and we just have this never ending streak of, of great chiefs so much love yep, to you too man. Yep, that's that's the plan, Eric. Thanks a lot. Have a good good day. Hey, we'll talk to you soon, Jim. Take care. Okay. All right. Bye. Chief of Police Jim Getz and uh, you know it's uh, I don't know the Chief of Police do they are they like that everywhere? Yeah, I, I think we are super special to have our sheriff and to have our chief and. Yeah, the I mean, last couple, you know, Schneider, you know, I yeah. don't I know Howard Buffett. It was such a short term, right. term in there. But um, Roger Walker, you know, these guys have all been very good with the public. I know. I don't know how common it is to be kind of these public figures that yeah. that are willing to come on and talk and, and be out in the community and talk and shake hands with people. And they'll run out there when something negative's going on, too. Right. You know, and, it, and, it's not like they run and hide. Yeah. They're willing to address things that need addressed and do it openly. I mean, there it is a tough job. It might feel like because a lot of us live in our bubble, and it's like, oh yeah, there's some there's some gangs having their issues. There's somebody getting killed in a gang related crime, you know, way too regularly. And these guys mm-hmm. go to every single one of them in middle of the night, in the dark, mm-hmm. hand on the gun. Also, by the way, don't shoot the wrong person. Right. Better make sure they've got a gun. This could become a national story, and I'm not saying you know. The, the the police shootings that have happened in this country, Dominique, correct me if I'm if, if you hear something you don't like here. The you know I think for the most part have been by um, police officers that did not cross all the T's and dot all the I's in a mm-hmm. way, or they just maybe came from a place of of not being not prepared. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, one bet one mistake, you know, could be completely an accident, could be a bad day at work, mm-hmm. but it could become national news. Right. You, you know, you've just you know how hard is this job and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, it is something. I can see why people don't want to do it. Yeah, it's something that affects you know. It, it it's not like you go. It's not like you go into work, do your job, and leave. I mean, just like healthcare provider, you know, it you affect so many lives that you don't even necessarily see. Yeah, um, we don't know. You, I think you. I think people think that when uh, police officers answer a, a call, that they just don't hear gunshots regularly. Gunshots ring out all the yes, time. Right. And whether they're being directly shot at, which I've talked to police officers that know they're being shot mm-hmm. at, um, whether or, or they're just shots to try to scare you away mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your life. Yes. That's your, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's your life whizzing by. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could, and you could, have a family to go home to. Yeah. You know, the things that you like, decide. Is this worth it? Right. Affect so, people in your own life. That, that's not even considering the people's lives that, you know, you're out on the call. What What is affecting those lives, but the lives that you have to come home to or, yeah. or whatever. So, so to, that's why you're, and I, I think a lot of people feel the same way, to feel so torn mm-hmm. on the despicable, power-hungry 
mm-hmm. officers that put their knee on the, a guy's neck for mm-hmm. eight minutes and mm-hmm. kill him uh, from guys that are out there just trying to get home to their families mm-hmm. at night and protect people mm-hmm. and get people that are willing to fire a gun towards another human being mm-hmm. off the streets. You know, and, and uh, it is it is not easy. So to the uh, the men and women, well, I, th- I think I've known as many women that have become cops mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. I mean, actually knew they were athletes from the, from mm-hmm. the area. I won't point them out by name or anything, but... But I know a few, a couple, about I mean, as many as, as as males. Several girls I went to college with that played basketball or softball have become police city officers. Of Chicago police officers. Oh my gosh! Right Can you imagine? Send me north. Mm. Yeah, I was there. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm sure at some point I'll cycle back to it uh, next week. But uh, RD Decatur Police and Sheriff's Office, uh, you, you you you're all legit heroes. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for the protection, and thanks to Jim Getz. Uh, we're going to get a break, come back. Might have a quick break before our 4.30 timeout. We'll see how it works out. But Mark Birch is coming up here shortly uh, talking about a Millican Heights project. So that, that to come. Right now, though, quick break, along with a three-day weather forecast. How's it looking out there for uh, the middle of the week? Jess Younghouse. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around freezing. Wednesday, it's going to be sunny with a high near 54. And Thursday is also sunny with a high near 54. That's the WSOY three-day weather forecast. And by the way, that that weather, as always, brought to you by O'Shea Builders, born to build. Convenient. Safe. And available now. The Crossing Healthcare free drive through COVID clinic, now located at 990 North Water Street in Decatur, next to the Crossing Campus. Reserving your test time online is easy. Just go to crossinghealthcare.org backslash COVID-19. Testing times are offered in 10-minute increments, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to noon. Testing is offered at no cost to you, but you should bring your health insurance information. For more information, go to crossinghealthcare.org backslash COVID-19 today. I wear a mask for my family and my community. This is Kevin Berhaney of First Mid Insurance Group. I can tell you firsthand that I was lucky to recover from COVID-19, but it deeply affected me and the people I love. As COVID surges in our community, I plead with everyone to do the right thing and wear a mask or a face covering when you're in public. It's a simple thing you can do to protect others around you, help our local businesses, and possibly save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please, wear a mask. Memorial Health Systems and Decatur Memorial Hospital have created a COVID-19 dashboard to increase public awareness about hospitalizations in our community. When Decatur Memorial's got somewhere between 25 and 35 percent of our inpatients are COVID positive, that's putting tremendous strain on the system. The science on this is very clear. Wearing a mask, social distancing works. Find the dashboard at choosememorial.org backslash COVID-19 and listen to the podcast with DMH CEO Drew Early at nowdecatur.com. The official drink of discernible coffee drinkers everywhere is Marquee Coffee. Their beans are selectively sourced from around the world and roasted right here in Decatur. You can enjoy a hot mug of their Ethiopian blend at local restaurants throughout central Illinois, or you can brew your own at home, like families have been doing for over 40 years, and wake up to the unmistakable rich aroma of freshly brewed Marquee Coffee. Pick up whole bean, ground, or K-cup varieties of Marquee Coffee, now available at all three Decatur Kroger locations. The magic is in their beans. I'm Rich Dennison. At a White House meeting on coronavirus vaccine distribution today, President Trump again rejecting the idea that he'd lost the election when asked why the Biden transition team wasn't invited. We're going to have to see who the next administration is. State and federal officials say there's no evidence that any widespread voter fraud would have changed the outcome of the election. The Supreme Court a short time ago rejecting a Republican lawsuit seeking to overturn Pennsylvania's election results. American Airlines is starting a program to provide in-home coronavirus test kits to passengers flying domestically. The tests will be available for purchase for travel starting December 12th through American's at-home testing partner, Let's Get Checked. It's a nasal swab test. The price starts at $129 and results are typically delivered within 48 hours. Fox's Ginny Casola, America, is listening to Fox News. Springfield Clinic is committed to providing high-quality health care along with an excellent patient experience because your health is our job. Providing value to you is our duty. 
and caring for those who make our community home. That's our mission. Springfield Clinic, caring for you here. We mask for our customers, our staff, and the community. This is Todd and Angie Mason of The Beach House. Right now is a difficult time for restaurants and businesses like ours. We are all frustrated and tired of this pandemic. But frustration and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community and our local restaurants is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing. And to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save local businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please do your part and wear a mask. I wear a mask for my community and my patients. This is Tanya Andrix of Crossing Healthcare. The mental and physical health of this community is my number one concern, and I get it. We are all frustrated and tired of this pandemic, but frustration and worry and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing, and to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save our businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please do your part and wear a mask. Hi, this is Ryan Spurlock, co-owner of the Brass Horn and Brass Horn 2 in downtown Decatur. I want to talk to you about what we are all going through right now and what we as businesses are doing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. We are open for business as usual, and we respectfully request that you wear a mask when shopping in our stores. We're also cleaning and disinfecting on a regular basis, and we want all of our customers to know that our stores are a safe place to come shop for those that are special to you this holiday season. Happy holidays to everyone, and most importantly, be well and stay safe. I wear a mask for my family and my community. This is Kevin Berhaney of First Mid Insurance Group. I can tell you firsthand that I was lucky to recover from COVID-19, but it deeply affected me and the people I love. As COVID surges in our community, I plead with everyone to do the right thing and wear a mask or a face covering when you're in public. It's a simple thing you can do to protect others around you, help our local businesses, and possibly save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please, wear a mask. Memorial Health Systems and Decatur Memorial Hospital have created a COVID-19 dashboard to increase public awareness about hospitalizations in our community. When Decatur Memorial's got somewhere between 25 and 35 percent of our inpatients are COVID positive, that's putting tremendous strain on the system. The science on this is very clear. Wearing a mask, social distancing works. Find the dashboard at choosememorial.org backslash COVID-19 and listen to the podcast with DMH CEO Drew Early at nowdecatur.com. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. This is a by request intro song. Mark requested it. Dominique put it up for him. How about that? I love that. 35 minutes and counting. Hour number two. Big thanks again to our uh, last new uh, weather sponsor. I'll, I'll get the right words out eventually. Uh, O'Shea Builders. O'Shea Builders, born to build. Appreciate them uh, being a weather sponsor. We go to the Kansas City Barbecue Pit Hotlines. Mark Birch. How's it going, Eric? Oh, we're good, man. We talked to Mark a lot of times about fundraisers linked to usually hockey and uh, and, and things maybe with the Blaze. But but now, Mark, you, you're, you're dipping your uh, your volunteer hand into a – actually, I, I think I saw you're getting paid a dollar for what you do now. Yeah, I, I, they, need, <laughs> they need a full-time rep to satisfy the total requirements for the city to cater, and I – Stuck my hand up in the air and says, "I'll take the job with the with the, <laughs> but my salary request is one dollar a year." Yeah, I see. And they even wrote you a check for that dollar. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. so it's official. <laughs> I'm a I'm a full time employee. It's not very well paid, but it's it's well worth it. Join the club for a yeah. lot of people in town. Not 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 paid their worth. Not paid their worth. Uh, the Millican Heights Historic uh, Neighborhood Project, I guess, is kind of the I'm I'm, I'm searching for the wording. I I know there's a a lot of love to the, that area i didn't know it was actually a, a website and 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 people going to work and a revitalization plan how old is this is it, how old is this uh project well this this project we just bought the house earlier this year um my the reason i volunteered for this project is uh, and 
my mother was the predecessor to this group was NRAPS. They're basically the same group, just a different name uh, to coincide with the, our actual location, which was around Millican University. Okay. I grew up uh, at 814 Westwood, which is about my back door was to the Millen Homestead, which is where I played Indian ball and hmm. hide and go seek. And yeah. But uh, my parents bought that house in 1953, and I bought it from the state, and I, so I got ties to the neighborhood. And my family was the fourth owner of that house. It was built in uh, 1895, so it's a 125-year-old house. Wow. And, just a beautiful uh, old Victorian with a lot of uh, neat features, which is a lot of the houses in that area of town are very unique and have um, features that you can't find in new houses and well worth uh, um, maintaining oh, wow, that heritage yeah. and making. And our goal is to uh, make uh, revitalize that neighborhood and make it a, a, a good place to live. So the, the Millican Heights, and you, there's a website, millicanheights.org, H-E-I-G-H-T-S, uh, and Millican is M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. A lot of people still put an E in there. No E's in Millican. Uh, but millicanheights.org. How many houses? Is it is it a block? Is it, you know? Well, right now we're, you know, we're starting off because, we have, like most 501Cs, you know, not a lot of money. We're, we're applying for uh, government money from the city, which could be earmarked only for that that specific cause or okay. that you know area, and then we're going to try to get some uh, um, private money involved in it. And then my mom was in charge of NRAPS for several years as president and oversaw the renovation of uh, NRAPS. Did about twenty of these houses in in, in a fifteen gotcha. year span earlier, and then it's been a kind of a hiatus lately where nothing's been done. And then and, and, uh, Alan Deucer House took over as president of the, of the group, and, and we're trying to get this ball rolling. Right now we're pushing the snowball up the hill and trying to get it to the top and then, and then snowball it. Uh, yeah. And my goal for the, this project is um, we want to do a, 100 houses in the next 10 years, which is going to take a lot of sure combination of uh, government and private money and uh, the so and, uh, uh, what makes a volunteer work and, and contractors so what makes a qualifying house to this just a, a west side house that's got some age to it yeah but, yeah there's uh milk and heights is, is has a designated area like there's different neighborhoods um, um, like there's a john Hill neighborhood and, and the oh, okay. milk and heights there's a boundary it's basically what they call the near west end, basically from downtown to Millican University, and then south to the river and the north boundary okay. is uh, El Dorado Street. So it's but not even necessarily next to each other. There's just different neighborhoods that are kind of... Well, the, the Millican Heights is, is, is that whole area. Oh, okay. The boundaries is on the south is the river, north is El Dorado Street, uh, from downtown to uh, Millican University. So that what... whole, every house that's in that area is... Is in, considered to be in Millican Heights. So I take it uh, a big chunk of it is, is restoring some of these houses so they don't get torn down. Right, and and, and I'll just give you an example. Of the the government uh, built eight new houses and spent about two hundred thousand dollars a piece to, to build them with some money that was given to the HUD department on something from the banking fiasco uh, that happened. They got some money. Okay. Well, they ended up. You know, they're, they're brand new houses, but they only sold for between fifty and sixty thousand dollars. And my, uh, you know, I've been doing rental property since nineteen seventy seven, and, and bought before I had kids. Bought and fixed up a lot of houses, and I think we can um, probably. Uh, my goal is to spend under fifty thousand dollars per house uh, buying and renovating. And what we want to concentrate on is make them basically maintenance-free, uh, upgrade uh, utilities or uh, insulate new windows, uh, new furnace if it doesn't have a high-efficiency furnace, so it makes it affordable for somebody to live in. And then the, that way we can, uh, you know, make yeah. the neighborhood better. And then I, I want to explain why I wanted you to have play this song the, about the one of the iconic uh Lyrics in that song was the three men I admire most were the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah. Um, and I got to preface this is with you know the ones I admire most after my mom and dad are uh, Howard Buffett, Kevin Brahaney, 
and Brian Byers, who all do phenomenal work uh, for our make our city a better place to live. Absolutely. And and then with uh, Kevin and Howard Buffett, uh, we're all three the exact same age. Oh, really? We're all 65 years old. And I'm sure that they have the same, you know, inner feeling that I have that I want to make a difference. Um, We all, you know, realize that there's way more yesterdays than there was tomorrow's. And, you know, know, God put us here to, you know, I want to make a difference. And this is why I've taken on this project. Sure. Uh, Basically to honor my mom's memory. Yeah. uh, You know, because that's why I established the, the... hockey fundraiser that's raised $72,000 in five years for yeah. cancer, which is what she died from. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's great. NRAPS, that you said she was the president of, stands for Near West Side Restoration and Preservation Society. How old do you think that that is? Uh, it's probably, well, my mom was, uh, it's probably originated in the uh, late 80s, early okay. 90s. Yeah. It's, it's been around for quite a while. I, I assume you do accept that there are some houses that may be too expensive to to restore. Oh yeah, I mean there's there's and and that's why I say there's an average. Like some houses we might be able to it, it, you know, and we, we we're, what we're going to be looking for is houses that people may want to donate. You mm. know, it's out of an estate, and they, they, they was a, like my parents' house, family home. They want to, they don't they don't want to live there or don't have a need for or live out of state. Want to donate it. They can take a tax write-off for it. Um, the estimated uh, value of it they can take off as a tax write-off. But there, there are some houses that are beyond uh, the scope of what, what, what you could uh, fix up. But, sure. but as long as you're prudent about, uh, like I said, with the combination that I'm trying to, to go with, with uh, I, what I've done is I've reached out to some so – I'm a retired union iron worker, and I can't really reach out to the iron workers to ask for volunteer help to – uh, for housing because basically there's no ironwork in a house. But I reached out to the carpenters, the electricians, all, and I'm going to reach out to the plumbers and HVAC to see if there's a retirement uh, or retiree like myself that's um, wanting to volunteer their time for the smaller projects. The bigger projects, like putting the siding on this house, is going to take a contractor because it's such a big project. But there's some little projects like we're adding a half bath and a laundry room, uh, upgrading a little bit of electrical uh, stuff that, you know, the one-week, two-week projects that, that would, uh, you know, if we can save some money by having a retiree volunteer their time. Gotcha. That, uh, that way we can keep our costs down. And, and what we plan on trying to do is, is before when my mom was doing this back in, in early 2000s, um, they were buying and fixing them up and selling them and basically trying to recoup their Cost, which is hard to do um, in that neighborhood, until you get raised the level of all the houses or, or most of the houses in the neighborhood to make it a more desirable neighborhood to live in. But the, they, uh, uh, you know, the whole point is that to improve the neighborhood, sure. make it a better place to live, and then uh, the. <clears throat> Yeah. This current project you're working on uh, over here on Edward Street, I mean, that's a house I drove by every day on the way to work when I worked on Edward Street at that Earth Mover location just north of El Dorado. And it's this, it is this beautiful big house. And it's, it's such an eyesore, though, because it's so, you know, people just don't take care of things like that. And so to have people in a neighborhood revitalizing it like that and just making it a better place to even just drive by is is such a blessing just to that neighborhood. Love. Just yeah. a little love is going to help uh, yeah. go a long way. Well, so. well it's like my like one of my things my parents did they they in their neighborhood at 826 Westwood my dad at the age of 82 reti- retired and decided he needed a project to work on so they bought the house next door to him <laughs> and spent an excess of over $100,000 uh in repairs and renovation and turned it into, it used to be, when I was a kid growing up, it was a boarding house. They had a sleeping porch on the front, yeah. and they, they put all new Anderson windows in it. This place had four fireplaces in it. Oh, that's cool. Um, and just a lot of really unique features. Uh, one of them really unique was the fireplace. They had a fireplace in the kitchen and a window inside of the, 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 in the chimney. The, the, the chimney wrapped around a, a window, so there was a pass-through window 
through the chimney that you could see from the outside. It's, it's just, you know, phenomenal wow. house. And and my parents bought it to improve the neighborhood and and, yeah. uh, and basically took a bath on it. Um, probably had to write a check for over $20,000 at closing to, to cover their costs because they, they spent too much money on it to, to, to recoup their costs. Oh, and then this is the other thing about my mom was she was at the time that my dad had a stroke about six months into this project. So my mom had to oversee that um, project, getting the contractors to finish up that project. And then uh, she was NRAP's president overseeing the parade of homes, right. uh, fighting terminal cancer. And, and uh, you know, just well, uh, this is where I got my the um, drive, yeah. uh, passion for volunteerism and, and trying to make things better in the neighborhood. Well, keep keep it up. And, uh, you know, again, MillikanHeights.org is a place to go uh, to get some information. If you are uh, anybody that might have to do with, with wanting to, you know, donate time, uh, donate money, or even uh, if you're connected to the houses there, you know, just kind of reach out and know that there's people trying to improve them. Mark, we appreciate what you're doing. and. And uh, keep the neighborhoods looking good in town. We appreciate the time. All right. Well, thank you. Mark Birch, if you missed any of that conversation, certainly will be available at com on the Naticator podcast page as well. And uh, we hit the 48-minute mark and told you we had a busy show. Yes. Woohoo! Yeah, just motoring right along. That's good. So halfway through that, if you heard any noises from us, it's because the entire <laughs> Young House family was waving at us through the window. There's I think I counted all five, didn't I? Yes. There's like a glare in the window, too, so I can't. I couldn't tell who was who. I just assumed it was my kids. It was. It was one of those <laughs> One of those points that the waving went on so long, I was like, am I supposed to Do keep I waving? Keep waving? Yeah. Like, like at a parade, you keep going. It's right. new kids. I was pretending like I didn't see them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. just Kurt. They're listening to me, and they're like, oh, Mom, she's so mean. <laughs> I got Kurt's got all five of them out there. Bless uh, him. Yeah, yeah. My goodness. I'll tell you what, though. You got five kids around you. Ain't nobody gonna ask you for a dollar outside. No, I know. <laughs> like, never mind. Y'all know I don't have a dollar. You've got it rough enough. I'm going to go back over here. 49 and counting, winding it on down. One last peek at a three-day weather forecast from a mother of those five kids out there. Just young house from Earth Mover Credit Union. How's it looking? Take us uh, into the later week. Here we go. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 32. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 54. And Thursday, also sunny with a high near 54. Perfect to get out and enjoy some last moments of warmth here before the freezing hits. That's the WSLY three-day weather forecast. Convenient, safe, and available now. The Crossing Healthcare free drive through COVID clinic, now located at 990 North Water Street in Decatur, next to the Crossing Campus. Reserving your test time online is easy. Just go to crossinghealthcare.org backslash COVID-19. Testing times are offered in 10-minute increments, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to noon. Testing is offered at no cost to you, but you should bring your health insurance information. For more information, go to crossinghealthcare.org backslash COVID-19 today. We mask for our customers, our staff, and the community. This is Todd and Angie Mason of The Beach House. Right now is a difficult time for restaurants and businesses like ours. We are all frustrated and tired of this pandemic. But frustration and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community and our local restaurants is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing. And to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save local businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please do your part and wear a mask. Springfield Clinic is committed to providing high-quality health care along with an excellent patient experience because your health is our job. Providing value to you is our duty. And caring for those who make our community home, that's our mission. Springfield Clinic, caring for you here. I wear a mask for my family and my community. This is Kevin Berhaney of First Mid Insurance Group. I can tell you firsthand that I was lucky to recover from COVID-19, but it deeply affected me and the people I love. As COVID surges in our community, I plead with everyone to do the right thing and wear a mask or a face covering when you're in public. It's a simple thing you can do to protect others around you, help our local businesses, and possibly save lives. 
Isn't that worth it? Please, wear a mask. Hi, this is Ryan Spurlock, co-owner of the Brass Horn and Brass Horn 2 in downtown Decatur. I want to talk to you about what we are all going through right now and what we as businesses are doing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. We are open for business as usual, and we respectfully request that you wear a mask when shopping in our stores. We're also cleaning and disinfecting on a regular basis, and we want all of our customers to know that our stores are a safe place to come shop for those that are special to you this holiday season. Happy holidays to everyone, and most importantly, be well and stay safe. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. That front pager, Jess. Oh, oh that bottom that. story. How about that? Now that's a little too kind, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't read it. <laughs> Justin Kahn, thank you so much for the story you did on me. Kind of mentioned it yesterday a little bit, but uh. I was listening yesterday when you were talking about all the people saying nice things and not just joking around, and I realized I hadn't said anything nice. I just continued to joke. Uh, it's easier that way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't. It's it's hard to say nice things. I kind of like the actual people you're friends with, and when they do it, it's like, why are you uh, saying that to me? (laughs) Don't be super nice. That's what I kind of thought too. (laughs) Uh, So this is uh, what is this? Eight more shows after here in the next ten minutes. But uh, more importantly, coming up in ten minutes, pharmacy facts with friends and uh, Lauren Young joins us on the Kansas City Barbecue Pit Hotlines. What's up, Lauren? Not too much. How you guys doing? Oh, we're spectacular. Other than it being pitch dark outside, this is annoying. <laughs> well, aren't you usually going to bed when it's pitch dark outside? I mean, I know that's going to change here in a couple of weeks. Not really. But... No, it's usually kind of, <laughs> the sun's starting to come up some days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life's going to change big time. That's the number one. That's all Fink keeps talking about is what's going to happen to my sleep schedule. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be awesome. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to. That's right. Yeah. So what's going on? What's going on with Pharmacy Facts tonight? How so many doctors are on? Doctor coming on tonight. A new doctor. That's right. He wow. is a foot and ankle doctor with HSHS. His name is Dr. Chris Colazzo. And he actually was a college athlete down in Texas and he um, played baseball and he now is practicing in Decatur and he specializes not only in kind of the sports injuries, yeah. but also um, women's foot issues, pediatric foot issues, and surgeries as well. I was going to say, I wonder so if, there, we, if there's anybody with less to do now than a foot and ankle doctor. There's no <laughs> well, sports. We can't do anything. Tons, he's been seeing tons of people who have had, you know, overuse issues because okay. most people were not as, you know, out walking around and trying to be active now with COVID. So people were out exploring, you know, nature, things they hadn't done in a while. So he's seeing a lot of that. And people who work from home aren't wearing shoes, and there's a lot of foot issues. They're not wearing supportive shoes all day. So people are coming in with a lot of issues with Like it's bad that you're not wearing shoes? Mm -hmm. Wow. Like it's a bad thing that you're not wearing shoes all day? He's saying, you know, people aren't used to it. Wow. So their walk, you know, their gait, their walk has changed a little bit, and that might not be as supportive on their ankle joints and things like that. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, that'll be, we'll learn a lot here coming up. Who else is on? And then we have, and Rita was my co-host. Got oh, yeah. Plug to mom. Awesome. Was my co-host. And we have uh, Kyle Carson from Salvation Army. They're talking about their first responders red kettle competition coming yeah. up. Kicks off Thursday night. Guns and hoses and... Roses and gurneys and (laughs) guns and roses will be there. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. So, all right. So plenty busy coming up in the next hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Good deal. Anything else? Anything else? uh, We got time. Um, We're usually up against it. We've got all the time in the world. How are the stores? Busy. So Medicare Part D, open enrollment season. Everybody 65 and older had to choose their drug plan for the next year. It just ended yesterday. So today is a... A uh, little smoother day in the pharmacy world. 
Have you no. uh, have you got the Christmas? Is it a good place for some Christmas gift stuff yet? I'm, I'm assuming it is. Oh yes, we have lots of good items. We have a uh, local gift that we just got in last week. Um, Bling Sting. So Dr. Atterbury's daughter created this, and it was pepper spray that was bedazzled. We brought it in a couple years ago, and now with and it has a safety you know concern. The whole company does. So they have. Um, personal alarms. They have uh, different tools that women can use in case they get an accident, like to cut off their seatbelt or break their window, things like that. And so they now have a face mask kit and it has a face mask, a, you know, one of those touchless door openers and hand sanitizer. Oh, so, cool. yeah, Good we're deal. excited about bringing that in. I can't remember what stores are on what during, are you drive up only right now? No, we're open. We do okay. have, um, if people want to make an appointment before or after we close, we're happy to do that as well. If you want kind of that one-on-one wow. shopping time, so give us a call. We will not let Dale shop with you, so you can pick out some great items. <laughs> well, you'll end up with everything if Dale, and it might be, it might cost you money if uh, you shop with Dale. It'll cost <laughs> Dale, Dale money. probably accidentally break something, so yes, it probably will. <laughs> let him. Well, good stuff, and I assume you're probably posting things on Facebook all, all the time at, from both stores and and uh, yep. stuff to. Uh, we had to, some, and I know Jess Younghouse has some little ones in her life, and there's a lot of great kids' clothes that we just got into. That's awesome. Perfection. Good were deal. they closed when they were? Were they clothed when they were in the window? I, I, I don't know. It was tell. it was dark out. Oh, okay. I mean, I hope they have clothes on. I mean, if Kurt if Kurt gets three shoes on 10 feet that's a pretty good pretty good percentage he's a shoe nazi i <laughs> am right? not a shoe nazi i don't care if they wear shoes or not but kurt's a shoe nazi are there are, so are there socks matching is that a guarantee I don't, yeah probably, i think from we're, kurt we're socks matching clearly. yeah okay. i don't know that if has they to be, have them on it has to be a nightmare yeah it's bad <laughs> I, could, I, have, I have enough problem with my own socks and i only wear about two There's different kinds whole, of socks we have like a whole sock bin like a whole big tupperware oh, bin so you just socks. go pull it out of there yeah, yeah okay mm-hmm. If you don't find a match, and you throw them away. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Lauren, good to talk to you. You too, guys. We'll Stay ch- safe. We'll chat with you next week. Pharmacy Facts with Friends is coming up next in, uh, in about a minute and a half, two minutes. We are uh, we are done for the evening. We're going to jump on out here, give you the stories, and, and into, uh, into the next hour we go. Jess, thanks. It's been real. It's your last show probably, unless something pops oh, in. But if you want to come hang out next week, you're invited. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So you want to come? I might come crash some party. Crash the last show if you want. All right. Yeah. Perfect. We got I'll come couple. bang on the window. Uh, yeah, not with the kids. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank. If we don't, if you don't, thank you for yeah. everything that you've supported the show and supported yeah. us. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. So. For sure. More to do and uh, into our uh, the, the into the pharmacy facts with friends hour we go. Have a great night. Uh, we're back at it tomorrow. If you missed any of today's show, Carolee, my- you've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.